It isn't Anna and the King of Siam, kiddies. <laughs> The Fred Allen Show, with Fred's guests Charlie Clifton Finnegan Cantor, star of Duffy's Tavern, Portland Hopper, Minerva Pius as Mrs. Nussbaum, Alan Reed as Falstaff Openshaw, Parker Family as Titus Moody, the DeMarco Sisters, and Al Goodman and his orchestra. And incognito, I am Senator Claghorn, but my right name is Kenny Delmar. <laughs> Last week, ladies and gentlemen, the Department of Commerce reported that the average American eats 20 pounds of candy a year. Tonight, we bring you a man who is so fond of candy, he carries a bag under each eye. And here he is, Fred Allen! Thank you, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny, I'm glad you brought up those candy statistics. Do you like candy, Fred? Yes, I do, Kenny, but I have to be so, so very careful. I put on weight so easily. If I hear somebody sing Sweet Sue, I gain two or three pounds. Just with, <laughs> with an encore, I'm apt to come out with a double chin. I never... <laughs> well, you, you, uh, you look fat tonight. You mean from the collar up? Or... <laughs> Well, I know I look fat this evening, Kenny. On the way to the studio, I passed Fanny Farmer. You know, my whole family was fat. Well, she's in the candy business. What does she need with laughs? I mean, Fanny. My whole family was crazy about candy, Kenny. My uncle had to go through life with a sweet tooth. He had to? He was compelled to, Kenny. As a young man, my uncle dropped his elk's tooth in molasses. He never could get all of the molasses off. So he had to go, go through, through life with, with a sweet tooth. <laughs> I think saying it together, it made it half as funny, don't you? <laughs> but what I am today, the good old loyal orchestra holds up the last show. <laughs> I like it when the man looks out of the bass and laughs. That's an <laughs> what, I, what, what I am today, Kenny, I owe to candy. You know, my father, my father, dad, was a mechanic in a candy... <laughs> was a mechanic in a candy factory. A mechanic? Yes, he used to tighten the nuts on Hershey bars. <laughs> and that's why today I call myself... Mr. Allen! That's right. <laughs> well, Portland, pull up an old out-of-shape malaprop and sit down. Tell me, what's new? Well, Mama's been out all week trying to find some meat. Say, that's the great American pastime today, isn't it? Tell me, hasn't your mother's butcher any meat at all? When Mama went in today, the butcher was singing. The butcher was singing what? Coax me a little bit. Coax. He didn't have any meat. It's, it's only number 91 on the hit parade, I guess. He didn't have any meat at all. All Mama got was a leg and mutton. Mutton? Nothing. Oh, not much. <laughs> well, I guess that's enough meat for one radio strip, Portland. <laughs> Tell me, uh, what, uh, what else is exciting? Next fall, France wants to exchange radio programs with America. Sending American programs to France? Imagine how some of our programs would sound in French. You mean like, we, we, the people? We, we, the people. Yes, and, uh, and that other one, they pas placer le banane dans la glaciette. No, no, no. What is that? I did it with one nostril. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> that is speaking French the hard way. 
Well, was skip that? that. We went by that joke. It, it, uh, it, well, it used to be, never put bananas in the refrigerator. But it loses something in the translation. What a thought. How was Abbott and Costello sounding, friends? Twice as loud as they do in English. Before they start translating our program, Portland, I'm taking French leave for Alan's Alley. What is your question tonight? Well, recent figures show that attendance has been gradually falling off at some of the racetracks. And so our question is, how do you account for the fact that fewer people today have been going to the racetracks? Shall we go? As the bowling ball said when it left the man's hand, I think I'll start up the alley. <laughs> So restful always here in Allen's Alley, Portland. Say, the senator must be leaving town. Look, his seersucker bindle is out on the front steps. And his traveling julep jug with a spare mint strapped to the side. <laughs> let's, uh, let's knock. Somebody, I'll say, somebody knock. Yes, I You am. know the name, son. Claghorn. Claghorn is right. I'm from so far south. Yes. When I was born, the stock couldn't stand the heat. No? A flamingo brought me. <laughs> well, hadn't you better get back in the house, Senator? I think there's a north wind blowing. There ain't no such thing as a wind from the north, son. No? It's just a little old south wind on its way back home. <laughs> well, I see your julep jug is loaded for travel, Senator. Yeah, I'm leaving for the south. I gotta start campaigning. Oh, really? You think uh, you'll win the next election? I'll carry every city, town, and swamp in the south. <laughs> I'll have my torchlight parade. 2,000 barefoot constituents carrying flaming corn cobs. Flaming corn cobs. Do you have a slogan, Senator? My slogan is, pass the possum pappy. <laughs> Put that with the biscuits, you can make sandwiches. Well, very good, I'll say. My campaign song is a super dilly. Say, what is your campaign song? Vote for Claghorn Pride of Texas. Go to the polls and mark your exes. A vote for Claghorn to vote for the South. I'll ruin them Yankees. I'll shut my mouth. Well, now that you're... Now that you're practically back in office, Senator, what about the falling attendance at the racetrack? The South is the racingest country in the world. Really? We have steeplechase races. Steeplechase races? Yeah, you ought to see them jockeys climbing over the tops of them churches. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh... Yeah, we have hillbilly races. Hillbilly races? Twenty hillbillies chasing an electric woman. <laughs> woman, that is. You, you think your southern races outdo ours up north? Son, there's one race you Yankees will never be in. What race is that, Senator? The human race. So, so long, long, son. So, so long, Senator. Don't forget the free soil party. I'll keep it in mind. Well, I think, I think when the human race went to the post, the senator was scratched. Oh, well, let's see what Titus Moody is up to. Howdy, bub. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Moody, you look shorter tonight. I know. I got too far into my stockings. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Moody, what about this racetrack problem? Oh, I'm again horses. Well, why? On account of a horse, all I got left on one hand is a thumb. What happened? Well, I bought a new mare this spring. Uh-huh. One day, I put my hand in her mouth to see how many teeth horse had. Yeah? The horse closed her mouth to see how many fingers I had. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you ever been to a racetrack? Only once. 
I was cured. You had an unfortunate experience? Yep. In the first race, I picked a horse, Aunt Jenny. Aunt Jenny, huh? A tout grabs me by the galluses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? He says, lay off Aunt Jenny, play Uncle Max. And you, uh... I played Uncle Max. Aunt Jenny won and paid $300. Oh. In the second race, I'm betting on wet biscuit. Wet biscuit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this same tout, he grabs me by the galluses and he says, wet biscuit's got athlete's hoof. <laughs> he says, uh, play Cornish hug. And? I played Cornish hug. Wet biscuit won, paid $200. You were rooked again. Yep. Every race, this tout would grab my galluses. He'd tout me off and I'd lose. God. Well, after the last race, I was down to 60 cents. Uh-huh. Just enough to get home. Well, where were you living? At Rockville Center. I see. New York. <laughs> I, uh, I started over to buy my railroad ticket. Yeah? This town fellow grabs me by the galluses uh-huh. again. I told him I was only buying a ticket to Rockville Center. Now, don't tell me he touted you off of Rockville Center. Yeah, I ended up in New Rochelle. So long, bud. <laughs> Well, Mr. Moody finally got home with baggy galluses, I take it. Let's try this next door. No. Ah, nothing new, Mrs. Nussbaum. You are expecting maybe Pincus Moody? <laughs> he just left. But tell me, tell me, Mrs. Ann, how do you feel about this horse problem? Horses should drop in death. But... Jockeys should drop in death. But, uh... The daily double also should drop in death. Twice. <laughs> what, what has turned you so against horses? Last year, I'm hearing on the radio Phil Spitalman. With his all-girl orchestra? Evelyn with the magic violin. Yeah. Hilda with the hip hop. Yeah. Zelda with the zoptic zither. <laughs> I see. So to myself, I'm saying... With a Steinway, I could be pansy with a twinkling finger. Well, did you have a piano? Well, no. To buying a piano, every day I'm hiding two dollars in the sugar bowl. Uh-huh. While I am for the piano saving, yeah. Pierre is going to the racetrack. Playing the horses? Every day at Epstein Downs. <laughs> at Taya Levy. Yeah. <laughs> At Sammy Anita. <laughs> and at Tim LeCohen. Tim LeCohen. <laughs> Pierre is betting the daily double. Well, where did Pierre get all of this money to bet? Every day from the sugar bowl, he is sneaking mine $2 and losing. Your money was all gone? He's even hawking the sugar bowl. <laughs> and now you're back in the kitchen working. Today, instead of pansy with a twinkling finger... Yes? I am pansy with a dishpan hand. Thank you. <laughs> And that brings us to the little lean-to, the little lean-to at the end of the alley. Greetings all, I quote verbatim, Falstaff's here to drop his atom. Tinker uh, Openshaw, you come bearing poems of cough? Yea, three bags full. Three... <laughs> have you heard, have you heard the lowest form of life is the little amoeba? It can't even sing, hey, babariba. No. Or, uh, she knew he was a jockey when he started horsing around? <laughs> no. Mother's new diet doesn't cost her a quarter. 
She's doing 30 days on just bread and water. Now, wait. Falstaff, <laughs> you infidel, tonight we are concerned only with the racetrack situation. And my poem is ready. What is your racetrack, uh, uh, dirge called? If it wasn't for the horse. Sounds like an old Elfa dildo. If it wasn't for the horse, how does it go? If it wasn't for the horse, tradition would be changed. And the tales that made our idols would be somewhat rearranged. If it wasn't for the horse, instead of being equestrians, Paul Revere and Lady Godiva would be nothing but pedestrians. The Rodeo would be unheard of. Roy Rogers, just a square. And the famous Northwest Mounties would have their calluses elsewhere. <laughs> if it wasn't for the horse, there would be no bets to lay, and Falstaff would be in the money and not a bum today. Rushes away to look over tomorrow's entries. We turn to welcome five fillies, the DeMarco sisters, aided musically by Maestro Al Goodman. The DeMarco sing Alexander's Ragtime Band. Girl.
that was they from They Say It's Wonderful. <laughs> Not quite played by Maestro Al Goodman. Uh, Mr. Allen. Uh, yes, yeah. I thought you weren't coming, son. I saw, you, I saw your head peeping over the hill as you were on your way up to the microphone. I said, will he get here? I thought we might have to make a soap opera out of it. Will he get here or will he not get here? <laughs> well, I just wanted to tell you that we're ready to audition your new program. Oh, the new program. Yeah. Well, let's go. Uh, stand by, cast. Quiet. We're on the air. Beef rinse, the sensational new two-way soup that can be served hot as a soup or cold as a mouthwash. <laughs> Presents love, honor, and obey. And here he is, Dan Cupid's helper, the man who makes wedding dreams for lucky couples come true. Fred, oh, promise me, Alan. Thank you, thank you, folks. Thank you, folks. Thank you, thank you. Well, here we are again, folks. The studio is banked with flowers, thanks to Max the Florist located at 10th Avenue at 12th Street in the parking lot. As you know, folks, every day a couple is joined in wedlock here at our microphone. And I'm sure the story of our couple today is going to thrill you. But here they come to tell us all about it themselves. The lovely bride and the handsome groom What a wonderful day is this To step in before the microphone To be joined in connubial bliss Well, here they are, folks. Here they are. Oh, I wish you were all here to see this handsome couple. First, the groom. What is your name, sir? Uh, my name? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, my name is Finnegan, Clifton Finnegan. Clifton Finnegan. Yeah. What is your, uh, what is your occupation, Mr. Finnegan? Uh, I'm the beer retriever in Duffy's Tavern. <laughs> The beer retriever? Well, yeah, every night when Archie rings out the bar rag, yes. I hold a can under it. And when the beer is all wrung out of the rag? Yeah, I pour the beer back into the barrel. I see. Uh, with a small bunghole, it's harder than a giant. Why, well, do you... Uh, do you like your work, Clifton? Uh, well, it's messy, but it's delivered. I see. Well, I gotta use me head a lot. No doubt. I got a big head. Well, so I see. Uh, Archie keeps saying to me, Clifton? Yes? Uh, if I could put a head like yours on a glass of beer, I'd make a fortune. <laughs> There's more hair on the head with a glass of beer. <laughs> Folks, all morning, our special buyers have taken Mr. Finnegan and his bride around New York City, outfitting for uh, outfitting them for this occasion. Am I right, Mr. Finnegan? Oh, yeah. I'm black and blue from bumping against them pushcarts. <laughs> and now, folks, a description of the groom's wedding outfit. This is a summer wedding, of course, and the groom is in white, a white sweatshirt with tails. <laughs> The groom's feet are encased in white uh, suede sneakers with bulldog toes and tied with genuine white bundle twine laces. And from Bloomingdale's boy shop, he wears the latest Big Buster white corduroy trousers with the built-in banjo seat. And now the blushing bride. What is your name, honey? Beulah Slinger. Beulah Slinger. And your occupation? I work in the automat. I'm a lettuce bender. <laughs> A, uh, a lettuce bender? Yeah, when they put a salad in a compartment, sometimes the lettuce is too long. It sticks out. Oh, and you? Uh... I bend the lettuce back so they can close the door to compartment. Oh. <laughs> it uh, must be exacting work. Oh, yeah. Sometimes celery sticks out. I can't bend it. Well, what do you do? 
When nobody's looking, yeah. I know off the celery and close the door fast. Oh, I see. <laughs> Trickery. And now for a graphic description of the bride's trousseau. Our lovely bride is regal in a flouncing, double-breasted mother hubbard of stained cheesecloth with an organdy belt drooping in the back. Peeking through the cheesecloth, we see my lady is wearing lavender herringbone puttees. Carelessly over her left shoulder, she is wearing a bear claw, courtesy of I.J. Fox. Now, before we present our jumbo gift, the Igloo Electric Refrigerator, I would like to... Uh, where's the refrigerator? Uh, just a moment, just a moment, Miss Slinger. And now for the love story that brought this happy couple together. I don't see no refrigerator. Later, later, Miss Slinger. Now, Clifton, Mr. Finnegan, would you tell us, please, about your courtship, how you and Beulah met? Uh, well, I first seen Beulah about ten years ago. Really? It was in Gimble's basement. Oh, how romantic. Cupid was lurking in Gimble's basement. Yeah, I was working there. Oh, really? Yeah. I was a store detective. I was just prowling around one morning, and there she was. Beulah? Yeah. She was shoplifting. <laughs> Didn't you, Clifton? Uh, yeah, yeah. She was jamming merchandise into her umbrella. Yeah? Our eyes met over the garter belt counter. It was love at first sight. Well, huh? she sees me badge and starts running. they being coy, you Being know. coy, yeah. And you chased her through the store? Uh, up and down the escalator. And he caught you, Miss Slinger? Yeah, he cornered me in men's underwear. <laughs> What was your next move, Mr. Finnegan? Uh, I pinched her. She become docile. <laughs> and that's how love blossomed? Oh, yeah. In the patrol, through the handcuffs, we was holding hands. That was ten years ago, and it took you ten long years before you asked Beulah to marry you? Yeah, she just got out this week. <laughs> Oh, well, congratulations. And that brings us to our wedding ceremony. Hey, where's the refrigerator? After, after the ceremony, Miss Slinger. And now, folks, down a red rug, furnished by the Ababajan Brothers Rug Company, our happy couple walks toward the bower where they will be united. There they go. They're walking hand in hand, folks. What a picture. The bride in her stained cheesecloth, Mother Hubbard. The groom in his white corduroy trousers with the banjo seat. He's strumming as he walks along. And now they stop before the wedding bower. The justice, the justice of the peace speaks. By the authority vested in me by the city of New York, I, Fenton Boswick, justice of the peace, available at reasonable rates for weddings, births, burials, also notary public and oil burners repaired. <laughs> Stand before Clifton Finnegan and Beulah Slinger to join them in nuptial bliss. Clifton Finnegan... Uh, uh, do you, Clifton Finnegan, take Beulah Slinger to be your wife? No. I'll accept that answer. Do you, Beulah Slinger, take Clifton Finnegan to be your husband? Match! Here's the ring, Justice. Never mind a ring. Where's the refrigerator? You get it right after the and now the ring. Right here, Justice. A genuine one-and-a-half-carat simulated Mexican gold ring. Guaranteed for 30 days. Will the groom, will the groom slip the ring on the bride's finger? Uh, which finger? She's got seven fingers on this one. Put it on her thumb. Oh, her thumb. Okay. I now pronounce you man and wife. And now, Mr. and Mrs. Finnegan, congratulations. Love, Honor, and Obey has another surprise for you. We've planned your honeymoon. 
waiting for you outside is a truck furnished by the sanitation department <laughs> that will whisk you to the city limits. There, two men will be waiting to walk with you to Niagara Falls. <laughs> when you return, you will appear as king and queen at the Fulton Fish Market Flounder Festival. And that night, you will sleep in the honeymoon window at Macy's. Breakfast the following morning at the Mills Hotel. Where do we get the red burger right, right now? Right now. Wheel it in, men. Mr. and Mrs. Finnegan, a genuine white casual porcelain igloo electric refrigerator, and it is all yours. Boy, what a beaut, hey, Clifton? Uh, yeah, I gotta tell Lulu about this. Where's the phone? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is Lulu? My wife. Your wife? Yeah. Miss Slinger, this is bigamy. We've married you to a married man. So what? Charlie told me it's okay. Who's Charlie? He's my husband. You mean <laughs> your husband told you to come on this program and marry another man? Yeah, how could we get a refrigerator today? Uh, yes, Clifton. Which way is Mr. Anthony? Give me the sun. Give me the moon. Got no diamond. Got no pearl. Do I think I'm a lucky girl? I got the sun in the morning, the moon at night. Good night. Thank you. The Fred Allen Show was rebroadcast for members of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.